You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. I'm excited about today's podcast. I have a founder of a company. He's founded Select Innovation. He's collaborated with BMW, Hyatt, MasterCard, et cetera. Carlos Cisco, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, Carlo, when did you know you were an entrepreneur? Um, you know, to be honest, I guess I knew when I was pretty young, uh, you know, even as like a kid, I would like draw, you know, pictures of like a headquarters and, and things like that. So I always knew I was interested in business, always knew I was interested in investing. And I ended up, um, you know, starting my first company when I was 18. So that's when I finally got to actually put my toes into it. But, but I think there was always an underlying interest. Yeah. You know, obviously you founded a few companies and when, what do you find like when you're you know, under the age of 25, because your, your, you know, your journey here spans quite a bit. So you can be quite helpful. What do you think the big problem is with entrepreneurs under 25? What, what, what causes their failure in entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I think, um, and this is true, um, regardless of age, I think people need to realize what's required to achieve the goal. Right. Um, and I think especially the past few years, um, especially when you're talking about like a high growth technology company, for example, like it was very easy to raise money for a little while there. Valuations were kind of high. The reality is anyone who's in entrepreneurship and you know, you only hear the success stories and the news snippets. It's a grueling road. Uh, a lot of stuff is going to go wrong. It doesn't matter how much stuff is going right. So you have to be ready for that. Uh, and a lot of people just don't realize how much stuff is going to go wrong and the frequency of that. And it's like hard to weather basically that storm to ultimately get to success. Um, the other thing that can happen sometimes is, is not listening to the market. Um, like it's okay to be passionate about your solution and, and have like a clear vision in your head of, of where your company is going to go, but you do have to listen to the market and you do need to watch the market change. So maybe that's the other thing. Um, you know, for example, there are going to be periods of time where it's great to start a web three company or where it's great to start an AI company. You need to like realize when that's shifting and make sure you're still committed to your goal and just realize how much harder it is going to be to realize it. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Apple, I mean, I, I I guarantee you when Steve Jobs took his second tour of duty there, he didn't see a phone in the future. Right. That was just a great pivot. It was yeah. just the, it was the ultimate pivot, you know, or an iPad. I mean, you know, you things you're always, you should always be looking for the next thing. And that doesn't have to be the next massive thing. It may be the next thing within your organization that needs to be done. But you, all, there always has to be a next. I I agree with you, and I, that's how I am. I have horrible ADD, uh, so perhaps it's natural for me to be thinking about things that way. But you know, like we, of course, started with the membership. Now we're introducing a credit card. I'm already thinking about like the next two or three things where we're going to introduce, right? But they all tie back to the same core and the same unique value prop. Um, and it's just consistent expansion of, of product. And I think the iPhone is a perfect example of that, where Apple had this incredible user interface with their laptops and this incredible uh, revolution with the, with the iPod and sort of married those two together with a phone. And of course, that turned out to be quite revolutionary and, and ultimately made them the most valuable company in the world. Yeah, it, it is the ability to 
to pivot to, you know, as Steve Jobs said, you know, the ability to see around corners. Yeah, I think the one thing, you know, going back to the 25 and under, you know, having a, a, a son in that age group, I think the one mistake that they tend to 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 struggle with is their expectations are too great. And because of that, their focus is too quick. In other words, and what I mean by is, is if you don't hit this, you know, ridiculous return, you know, in a year or two, you, you're already jumping to the next thing, the next thing. And I always, you know, I try to remind people just so you know, a Steve, uh, Bill Gates failed on his first company. If you look that up, the second one took him 13 years to become a billionaire. I know that sounds like crazy. Oh, 13 years. We'd all do that. It took, you know, Elon 18. Yeah, yeah. You know, it took them like 13 to 18 years to get to where, you know, where we know they're at now. None of them were like five years and under. Yeah, that's that's right. And you always see that, like you always hear like, this is the fastest unicorn in New York or whatever. It's like, well, typically the founders have been building in that space with or without success that can vary for many years to get to that sort of period of, of rapid growth. And like our, our company experienced that a bit where we took off fast, but then we had a lot of challenging periods and now we're taking off again. But most people could not have done that middle part. Most people would not have made it through that. They would have bowed out, sold, whatever. Um, and yeah, you just gotta be ready for, for anything. And I think, you know, part of the like, expecting the rapid growth was a little bit of an investor problem and a little bit of a media problem where like that's what everyone talks about but that rapid growth doesn't necessarily matter now you're seeing some of those companies that grew so rapidly go to zero uh because the business models don't make sense like you need to grow definitely quickly but in a way that is building like a meaningful and valuable business that actually makes sense from a financial standpoint and now the market is finally like taking a focus to that it didn't for a while yeah, because because the, the they were the way they were doing valuations in different periods of time. Right now, I I would say service companies have a ridiculously high valuation. Everybody wants to go buy an HVAC company and things like that. And and that, you know, in two thousand, it was if you had you know anything with a dot com behind it had a right. crazy valuation. I think in the future, anything with like AI is going to have or chip is going to have an you know an inflated valuation. What do you? What what's the one thing you wish you would have known when you when you first started as an entrepreneur? And what popped in my head immediately was yeah. how to um, because it is a little bit of a game, especially when it comes to fundraising. Um, I think there can be a misconception of like I'm building this great business, I have evidence, you know, like I should be able to raise when when we want to go out and raise, and that's not accurate. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that that is not accurate. If you want to raise, you need to have momentum at that moment and for the next few months at a minimum and big momentum. Because the reality is most investors, they don't know what's going to work or not either, right? So like the more data there is to support, hey, this thing is a rocket ship, that's what makes people want to hop onto the rocket ship and compete with each other to get in there. If they feel like something is steadily growing or it's a good idea, but it's kind of flat, they're just not going to participate. That's not going to get anyone excited. Um, so I think playing the game is, is the big one. And there's so many other elements to the game. That's just maybe the most important one is to like raise when you have momentum. Yeah, no, and, and I would feed off of that. There's nothing... And if you've been an athlete, you know this to be true. There's nothing better in sports than to have momentum. 
And there's nothing harder to beat than someone or a team that has momentum. Yeah. I mean, m momentum is, it, it, you know, is your greatest friend in, in, in sports and in business. What do you think now, you know, obviously you've been doing this for a while. What do you know now that you didn't know then that you're like, like, like what I would say right now, I know risk better than I knew, you know, sub 30 years old. Like I know what good risk looks like, bad risk looks like, you know, like e even if I get a return on something, like somebody will pitch me something and I'll go like my brain can do it in like minutes and go, no, I'm putting this much money. It's going to be sitting on the sideline tied up for something. I don't know if I'm going to get a return. Like I can evaluate risk return, you know, in, in, in minutes and seconds. What do you think, you know, now that, you know, that you didn't know back then that you're quite, you know, that really allows you to be, you know, so much more successful. Yeah, I, I think probably the biggest thing is is leadership. Um, and, and I don't, um, you know, say, use that word lightly. I've been managing teams since I was a teenager. I recruited people for the, I had dozens of people that were working with me when I was a teenager. So, so it's not like I was new to managing teams, but managing and leading are, are quite different. Um, and, and leadership is much more powerful. If you get your whole team unified around your vision, they're going to work harder, they're going to be happier, and they're going to stay longer. And those are huge benefits to a business. And all it takes is effective leadership and making sure that you're communicating the vision for the company, the mission of the company, to your team every day. And, and that's what's, um, you know, I love now when we have summer interns, like their key takeaway is like, wow, people at Select are really obsessed with their customers. It's like, well, we better be, <laughs> you know, like those are the, those are the people that have us in business. It's not the investors. It's not us. It's, it's the customers. That's what it all ties back to. And, and that's, you know, effectively it's about communicating uh, a vision and rallying everyone behind that. And, you know, I think the like, maybe like secondary point to that is just like realizing what's required to meet that. Um, you know, like there are some times where we'll have someone who's in a management position and maybe they'll think, oh, that would be hard for that team to do, but would it be really good for customer experience? Then that part doesn't matter. Let's make it happen. Right. Um, so, so that's the other part is like hard work isn't just required at the top. It's required throughout the team and you need a team that's willing to work hard. Yeah. No, I, I, as we know, the, the quote is, you know, a dream without a good team is a nightmare. <laughs> you know, so your ability to recruit talented people. I have Carlos Cisco with us here today. He's the founder of Select Innovation. Carlo, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can my audience connect with you? Yeah, uh, it's just my name on all social platforms. Um, company website is just meetselect.com. Um, so feel free to connect. Audience, I want to thank you so much for listening. We try to give you some good stuff in the short amount of period of time because the, your host has very little attention span. So uh, anything that goes too long, I drift off. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something here today. The podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic. As I keep telling, I think it's the best digital marketing company for small businesses under 500. They're incredible. Uh, if your marketing's not working or doing what you think it should, I would encourage you to reach out to them and get an analysis. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk again soon.